0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor podcast. We are back. It's now off-season content. We are a little bit far removed at this point, it seems like, from season 40. And so I, I we explained this in our reflection video that we had for Winners at War and also in the season finale um, recap video that we had. But we're going to be doing off-season content every single week up until when the next season of Survivor starts, uh, hopefully that's sooner rather than later. And tonight we are doing a ca- for, so each week we're going to be doing casting drafts. And what these casting drafts are is we come up with a specific theme that we think could be a future theme, uh, on a survivor season. And we're going to draft what we think would be realistic, ideal casts for these seasons. So tonight we're doing second chance too. um, I definitely think that out of all the potential theme ideas, this is one that could easily happen in the next Uh, possibly three or four seasons. So I'm really excited to get going here for this part of our podcast is, you know, this is like the first long off season that we've
1: had as a podcast and I'm excited to get going. No, this is really exciting for a lot of reasons. Number one is that I I've been talking to my friends about our podcasts. I have some friends and family who listen and they give good feedback, but they always say, you know, we keep hearing about winners at war. We keep hearing you mention heroes versus villains. We hear you mention the Cambodia. So they want to hear people from other seasons that we don't talk about. So this would be really great to expand not just our knowledge of Survivor, but what other people want to hear about. And also, I think you're right, Dylan, Second Chance is going to be definitely coming in the next few seasons. It was one of the most popular seasons. I think getting a ballot of 30 people is really great to get a lot of fan interaction because we picked the cast. And it's not just great because we picked the cast. It's because we're getting people who, A, really deserve a second chance because they're great players, or in people like Kelly Wetworth, who she goes out early in her first season, and we're big Kelly fans... She then publicly goes on a huge campaign to get back on the show, and she makes it on, and now she's in the Survivor History book. So this could be a lot of potential for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and we spoke about – I know you you brought up Kelly Wentworth. We spoke about this with her on the podcast that we did with (laughs) her, where not only did the – players get voted in not only is it what the survivor fans want but once the players are out there they feel so motivated to like play extra hard because they they owe it to the fans for voting them in and i think that's one of the main reasons why second chance was such a success in the first place everyone was you know playing extremely hard and i think that it's definitely a a theme that survivor could do and should do again
1: yeah and i agree and before you go into the rules one last thing i want to mention is i really am excited to see like a nice diverse cast here not just in terms of you know, when they played, but people of different, like, you know, race, gender or whatever, because I think that's what made Second Chance Cambodia so great was because we saw people who, like, we didn't just see all strategists. If we had a cast of all Spencers and Fishbacks, it'd be kind of boring to see all cerebral cerebral players going at it. We want to see big personalities. We want to see underdogs. We want to see villains, people who are likable, unlikable. So I think it's going to be really exciting to have a nice, eclectic group to go in with this.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And another thing that I did not mention is, so before I get this is a good segue into the rules, but we were supposed to have uh, Hef on with us tonight. He was stuck in thunderstorms in Philadelphia and unfortunately has lost power. So he's out for tonight. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be that we were doing a draft with three tribes, uh, six people on each tribe, three men and three women. Now we're doing uh, two tribes of 10. So it would be a 20-person cast um because it's only me and Ryan tonight um but next week when we do our casting draft next week and we'll tell you about what that's going to be later um we'll have we hope to have half back he should be back I'm sure so I'm excited to get to that next week yeah
1: I'm excited for this
0: yeah and uh, I'll get right into the rules here so this is going to be a snake draft um and if you don't know what that means so I pick and then Ryan is going to pick twice and then I'm going to pick twice. So basically a new person starts each round this way. It's alternating and not, I get the first pick of each round. Um, the order is going to be, I'm picking first Ryan is picking second and then Ryan would pick third and then I would pick fourth and so on. Um, also for this theme purpose, second chance too, it has to be the person's second time playing. Uh, if that wasn't obvious already, just making sure everyone understands that. Um, and nobody could be a winner. It has to be somebody who lost the game. Um, whether they came in 18th or they came in second, it has to be somebody who lost the game and is getting a second chance to win that million dollars. Um, and also one thing we discussed is that even losers from the fir- losers from the first second chance ballot, as we mentioned for the first second chance ballot, they were voted in by the fans. Obviously there were some that weren't voted in. Those players are allowed to be on the cast also here um, just because they weren't voted in the first time. Doesn't mean they can't be voted in the second time. And, and like normal survivor, five males and five females in each tribe, and they can be drafted at whatever point we choose. Any any other rules I left out here?
1: Rules sound good for me. Oh, actually, I mean, one more thing we want to mention is because we're doing a lot of different casting drafts, there's a high chance that we're going to get a lot of repeat people. So I'm interested to see if anyone in the comments, again, will either agree with our tribes or, you know, disagree. Feel free to share your own opinions. Or if you say... Hey, you mentioned this person for a second chance. That's great, but I think they'd be better on, you know, a heroes versus villains season or on a um, on a you know pre merge versus post merge season. Basically, let us know if you think it's a good pick for this cast for second chance or even for a later cast draft.
0: Yeah, and that that's yeah, that's a great point. I want everybody in the comments to be very interactive. We sent out a tweet last week. Um, that said, like, who do you want to see on a second chance season? We got like a bunch of responses with a bunch of names that actually helped us compose our big boards, I should call it, uh, for this draft. So I'm looking forward to seeing the fan interaction here in the comments and on Twitter. Um, just, you know, going forward, it should be great. And one other thing that I do want to mention before we get going is that our goals with this casting, all these casting drafts we're going to do, we, while we're all, while we're drafting ultimately what would be our dream cast, we want to make it the most realistic draft possible. And so like when we start to get to like other seasons where it's not only players who are playing for a second time, it could be basically anybody. We're not, we're not going to like throw like a Tony or like a poverty in every single draft just because like, they're like some of our favorite players. Like we want, you know, a cast that we love, but also a cast that's realistic. Realistically, you're not going to see poverty probably playing ever again. Um, and like, you know, so, so you, guys, you guys get the point. You guys get the example. This is mm-hmm. going to be the most realistic cast we could possibly do. And, you know, if you have anything to add before we get going, or I'll, I'll get started right now. Come on in. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. So with the first pick of the first casting draft ever, Survivor Second Chance 2, I'm selecting Dominic Abate. So Dom obviously is the only player ever to him and Wendell are the only players ever to tie in the final tribal council. Dom ended up coming on the losing side because that final vote did go to Laurel who had a closer relationship with Wendell, ultimately voting for him to win the million. Um, I think that there's a pretty, pretty decent argument that Dom should have won that game. Um, I'm not, I'm not you know, bashing Wendell or anything like that. He played a, He's a deserving winner as well, but that's why they tied. And yeah, I I'm a huge fan of Dom. We actually had him on this podcast um, a few weeks into winners at war. Um And he said to us, he said, if they call me, he goes, where's my ticket? I'm getting right back. So I think that Dom would 100% be included in the second chance season.
1: Yeah, I think we're seeing Dom again, no matter what, whether, whether it's second chance or another strategist's theme, Dom will be back. I think you're right. You pretty much sums it up. Basically, you can't come closer to winning this game than tying and losing by a tiebreak vote. Um, You know, Dom played such a great strategic game. If you go back and look at him finding idols, him making a fake idol and showing Chris Noble the note. I can't remember if he's the first one to do that where he shows somebody the note to validate that it's a real idol, quote unquote. Um, but that was a great strategy. Bluffing at the final six, playing legacy advantage. Dominic has all the tools in his bag of tricks, like Tony 2.0 with the bag of tricks. Um, but I do think we'll see Dom again. He's a great player was on the podcast with us. I think he's also a great TV personality. That's also a point that I mentioned when we were starting this up is that, again, I, I love strategists. It's my favorite brand of player, but I want to see characters here as well. And Dom is both a character and a player. So sign me up for Abate round two.
0: Yeah. And uh, obviously you could see here, we'll be keeping along this board right here. So you could follow along with what our picks have been throughout the draft. If you're coming in late um, or you want to come back later? Um, Either, either way, whenever you, whenever you click in and watch, you could see what the picks are on the screen right here. And yeah, you know, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with Dom. I think that, you know, you also mentioned that he's a great personality for the show. He's so entertaining to watch. And ultimately I do think he plays again, like pretty much a hundred percent think he plays again, unless the show were to end tomorrow, but uh, oh God. yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah. So I, I love my first pick.
1: Listen, if you weren't taking Dom in your first pick or two, I was taking Dom. Um, All right. So now I have a couple different choices for my pick because I have two in a row. Now I was kind of planning on half taking the second pick and I, had a little bit of wiggle room. There's a lot of people to go with here. Um, Okay. So my first pick is actually stuck between two different guys and they fit the same archetype. So I'm wondering if Dylan will snag the one I don't take, but I'm going to go with, you know, give me Devin Pinto from heroes, healers and hustlers. Um, and if Dylan doesn't pick the other guy I was thinking of in his next two picks, I'll just say who it was. Cause I may just take him anyway. Devin fits that great young guy, athletic, likable role. Devin doesn't get a single vote cast against him until the final five, when he goes out and he makes arguably the best move of the season where he, there's different levels of thought in survivor. And Peridium talks about this in some of his videos, but it's not just about thinking, you know, what you have, it's what other people have and what they can do with that and how that can affect you. So Devin basically says to himself, it's final five. Chrissy has immunity. If Ben has an idol, which he might, no one else thinks he does, but I think he does. If all four of us vote for Ben and he votes for me, I go home. If he votes for me and I vote for someone else and they all vote for Ben, then we tie one-to-one and then I can hopefully force Ryan and Chrissy to vote with me. That's an insane level of thought for somebody who comes into this game playing up the surfer archetype, kind of laying low, pretending he doesn't know what's going on, but he's very social, very likable. The only thing about Devin is that I wonder will people know his game if he comes back. But I think Devin has the makings of a great Survivor player.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I do have Devin on my list um, later down. I I would have taken him also potentially. Uh, Devin, someone who played a very like low key, quiet game. Um, probably definitely was underestimated coming in. Not not you know not from a physical standpoint, but maybe just of how smart he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for that pick. And I I think there's a chance that we could see him again as well. And now you get another pick because it's a snake draft.
1: Another pick. Okay. I'm going to go to David versus Goliath. And I really hope I don't go to this well too much because it's one of my favorite seasons. It's in my top 10. I really hope. I'm sure in these casting drafts, we'll get a lot of David versus Goliath representation. And at some point, I would love to do a David versus Goliath deep dive. It's one of my favorites. But give me Angelina Keeley any day of the week. Again, we're going into... Strategists and characters, and I can't think, honestly, in the last five to six seasons, other than Christian, who was a more entertaining TV character than Angelina. A modern-day, you know, villainess of the show, basically with asking for Natalie's jacket, negotiating with Jeff about the uh, the rice, um, basically trying to get an uh, advantage or the idol at the final five, and then losing the clue with the latter... And then making a fake idol to get out Allison just to rub salt in the wound. Angelina had me laughing the whole season. And I love her as a character. I knew I knew going into the final three she would be a zero vote finalist, but I want to see Angelina back on my TV.
0: Yeah, that Angelina was definitely a I want to say polarizing character because you had the people who she's like people that She's somebody that you would love to hate and also somebody that people just would die for, like love, love her. So I think that, you know, she's an extremely entertaining personality, uh, somebody that I could definitely see coming back. And I know that in the past Jeff has said he loves her. So I could completely see it happening. He did end up, she did end up getting, you know, getting to the final, I, was it a, fi- was it was a final two or final three and well, final, three. final three, right. So she does get to the final three, doesn't get any votes in the end. Right. She didn't get any votes.
1: No, she, no, she got shot out in a vote. And, right. it, and the thing that right. I would love to see is that like, will she go out early because people can't trust her or will she be like Abby Maria where they'll just keep her around because they know they can beat her. Yeah. So that's one thing is in particular,
0: I always feel for the zero vote finalists because mm. they, they do get to the end. They had to have done something right to get to the end, but us as viewers might not necessarily see the reasons why they got to the end because we're seeing the winners edit and we're not seeing the zero goat. We're seeing the the edit of the, second finalist, I get zero votes. We're seeing them have the zero vote finalist edit. So I definitely think uh, Angelina has potential and I think she could be back. But now I have two picks. So with my first pick of the second, uh, second pick of second round, my second pick uh, overall here, I'm going to take Chrissy from Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. Uh, She's somebody that I think was extremely impressive in season 35. I think that if Ben does not get you know, that fire does, does not get the break at the fire making um, the fir- you know, the whole controversy introduction of the fire making challenge uh, at the final four. I think that Chrissy pretty easily wins that season. Um, and I, you know, she's a huge fan. I definitely think she could be back and I think she would definitely come back also and be asked back. I think that she's like in the category of Dom where she will definitely
1: be asked back for a second chance. And I don't think there's a question about yeah i don't doubt she'll be asked back i just hope she also has the same fire to say where's my ticket so again i love chrissy i think she's a great strategist you brought up a lot of good points um and it was great to see her kind of go up and down in the game where she started off as an underdog on the heroes tribe but then kind of rises to power on the swap tribe of soko then she's doing well at the merge but then gets blindsided at the jp vote but then comes back and she's on the top of the numbers all the way until the end. She's one of the few women to be in the club of four immunity wins in a single season. So I love Chrissy. I think she's great. I agree with you. I think if she gets to the end there and Ben's not there, I do think she wins. Um, And the thing about Chrissy versus Devin, because we're on the same season is that I really love Devin as a player, but people the cast actually said after the season they didn't really understand devin's game i think watching it back they really had an appreciation for how good he was especially that move at the final five so i think even if devin gets there with chrissy and ryan i feel like chrissy still wins because the jury didn't know devin's game so now them being both back on this hypothetical season would be really exciting to watch
0: yeah i look forward to it i would love to see chrissy back for sure and now to go to my next pick first pick of the third rounds here i'm gonna take somebody who i think is another shoe in. if they were to have a second chance cast somebody who is also from david versus goliath one of my favorites of all time christian the ultimate david i was just i was just watching season 26 and like there's so many similarities between christian and cochran and like when you when you really look at it it's like and christian and christian is just like you, you watched him right at the very beginning you and he had his first professional and you were just like, Whoa, like, 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 you know, he's like any, you know, he's a robotics professor uh, at Florida state. Um, extremely smart guy. So entertaining on TV. He was, he was like the ultimate fan favorite that season. And, you know, he, eventually he became more than more, more than just a David in the in the sense that he was a huge threat by the time they hit the final seven, I believe where he got voted out. Um, so I would definitely, and Oh, before before I go on here I also have to mention that he was the winner of what I think was probably one of the most epic immunity challenges of all time where he beats Alec in the t- thing where you're just kind of like hanging up there um mm-hmm. on the on the thing and he just he just spoke and spoke and spoke until he basically got off and just yeah so I I Christian is just so entertaining um great player great strategist um slide puzzle master uh, so yeah
1: I'd love to see Christian back. What are, what are your thoughts here? The man writes algorithms in college for slide puzzles. I mean, how can you not love Christian? He crushes that slide puzzle in the first eight seconds of the challenge. Um, and then they had that amazing confessional. I'll never forget where they're swimming to their camps to start the game. And he's talking for what seems like hours. And they keep cutting in and out of his confessional where he's explaining you have to make this move and then this move. Mm-hmm. And I made a mistake here. Oh, Christian is, like Angelina, such a great character, Um, and I think for somebody who was, he was targeted the minute they got to the merge by the Goliaths, and for him to last all the way until Final Seven, pulling out an idol of his own when Gabby goes home, Christian definitely will will be asked back for sure. Um, No, I want to see more Hubiki on my screen. Yeah, no, I, I completely
0: agree. I think we'll, I just his, I, was, did they even put any more slide puzzles in that season after that first challenge? Because he was unreal. I don't think <laughs> they,
1: maybe they had a lot of the puzzles and I know Christian did very well. Actually the one of the ones that he and uh Gabby crushed in the, in the uh third episode was the one where it's like a triangular pyramid, but there's only like five or six. It's one of those ones that it's so hard, even though it has so few pieces, but once you see it, it'll, it'll click and he just got it done. So he's a, a pro at the puzzles.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that was so impressive about Christian is, you know, you kind of see him as like, he kind of had that Cochrane type evolution where you see him as somebody who wouldn't necessarily be very social when he, when you first see him in confessional and mm-hmm. he ends up being universally loved by the entire cast and the entire survivor community by the end of the season uh, sure. to the point that he was a huge threat. So I can't wait to see Christian back. I'm, I'm hopeful and pretty sure we'll see him back at some point, but absolutely,
1: two, two picks to you now. Two picks to me. I'm going to go with both in a um, – let's see. I'm actually – you know what? We've had a lot of picks in the 30s. I'm going to leave the 30s. I'm going to go back to the 30s later, and I'm going to um, basically go into the 20s and even earlier. So with my my third pick, the sixth pick overall, I'm going to go with the person who I'm shocked hasn't been asked back yet that was my counter pick to Devin. Give me Hayden Moss from Blood versus Water. Hayden, honestly, I'm shocked. Has not been asked back yet. Somebody who, like Devin, is athletic, likable. Um, didn't get a vote cast against him until like the final six. He won Big Brother. Dylan, did you, did you ever watch Big Brother or watch Hayden's season?
0: I'm not a Big Brother fan, but yeah, uh, hate but Hayden Hayden season. It was kind of interesting because you didn't get you didn't get like the full version of Hayden because he was in like Tyson's alliance. So you you saw what Tyson did, obviously, because he was the winner. He played that game so perfectly, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. I mean, he, he ultimately, am I, am I wrong about him? He got voted out because he, he like, he was trying to strategize against Tyson. Is that correct?
1: Well, actually what happens first is that we always hear Sierra voted out her mom, but Hayden makes that, well, actually she votes out her mom, but then in the next travel council or a few travels later, she flips against Tyson and everyone's like, Oh, Sierra, she votes out her mom. She flips against Tyson. She's the player of the season, but people don't forget Hayden pushed so hard for that to happen and he made Sierra flip. And then because the votes were on him and they had a rock draw, he ends up being safe from the rock draw. If Tyson goes out in that rock draw by luck instead of Katie, and now Hayden has Katie and Sierra in his pocket against Jervis and Monica, Hayden is in a great spot to do well in that season. Um, I think his big brother skill set came into play really well in Survivor. He was somebody like Devin who kind of played down his – knowledge of the game and really impressed me. I think Hayden should be back.
0: Yeah. I, I I would love to see it again. I I always, I think so. So what's so great about second chance and why the original second chance season 31 is one of my favorite seasons is because you get those players who weren't necessarily shown a lot on the screen, but had the potential and they really, you see them evolve into a great player. So yeah, I think Hayden could be one of those people. So I I'm all for that.
1: Yeah. And actually, I'm glad Ty and um, on I hope I'm pronouncing that right, in the comments or giving us suggestions. I'm hoping I can make those picks happen. We'll see yeah. <laughs> my draft board, see, my, my big board, seeing if they can work. Um, but like Dylan said, that's the beauty of the cast draft is that if they're not on the second chance, they could easily, you know, be on. Um, yep, Ty, I'm reading the comments right now. <laughs> um, hopefully, they can be in another draft as well. Um, Although there is one pick that's listed there that I definitely want to go for. Um, yeah. If, if for everybody
0: in the comments, if your players are picked, we will put up the comments of the suggestions. If they're not, then we will talk right after we're done with the draft. We'll talk about like honorable mentions or people yeah. just miss the cast or we think could be on the ballot, um, but didn't ultimately get in. So yeah. So yeah. stay in for that. And hopefully we could get your picks
1: in. And that's a great point because, again, even if Second Chance 2 does happen, which we hope it does, it will be a ballot again. So even though we're only getting 20 names here, people shouldn't forget the original ballot had, like, 30 to to 32 names. So a lot of people will have a chance to get a second chance and we will have a chance to vote for them. Um, But, yeah, I'm hoping we can do our best for the fans here with our 20 picks.
0: Yeah, and that's that's why we're definitely going to go into honorable mentions after because, realistically, a fan vote would be 30 to 32 names. So for sure.
1: Alright, my fourth pick, uh, seventh pick overall. I'm going somebody who was on the ballot in the first second chance. She's an old schooler, and I'm shocked she hasn't been asked back yet. Give me Teresa Cooper, T-Bird Cooper. So, for those who don't know Survivor Africa, because some people haven't seen the older seasons, T-Bird, and I need to honestly re-watch Africa. I just watched some highlights, but I need to go back and refamiliarize myself because it's been a long time since I saw Africa. She was, well, first of all, she's Super involved right now. A lot of the old school players, you go back to them, they're not watching anymore. They've kind of fallen off the scene. They don't really interact with the audience. T Bird is on Twitter. She's always interacting with the fans. She wants to be back. Um, actually, Dylan, if you were following Rob as a podcast back when the first Second Chance happened, they did like a fan like poll, like who the audience thought would get a second chance based on the ballots. And the poll number showed T Bird in the top like five. So when she did not get her second chance. All of us fans were like, how did she not get her chance? She, if you don't know, was ahead of her time. I think she played on a season in Africa where she was on the first ever tribe swap in Survivor history. And she did a great job maneuvering in that, even at a numbers minority, working in the numbers there. She basically throws a vote to vote out Lex and he goes on a witch hunt to find out who it is and she never owns up to it and she plays it off really well. She's always looking to make a move and she uses social maneuvering pretty well. I think she was playing a social game before a social game really existed or she kind of invented it. Um, I think if she could play again, she could do well. I want to see basically these old school players because I'm thinking of Kimmy from Second Chance where if you asked me in a million years, I would say, why is Kimmy back? But Kimmy played hard. And I want to see someone old school like T-Bird play hard as well. Yeah, and she was actually some... uh...
0: She was somebody who was very, very prevalent in people commenting, people that they wanted on this second chance casting draft that we were going to do, uh, or a potential second chance to cast. Um, and also, just going back to what you said, there will be old school players on a second chance season, um, as we saw in the first second chance season. There was uh, Wigglesworth, Varner, Kimmy, and who we Savage, uh, Savage. Right. So you had you had those old school players back, and I think that. Um, yeah, I think that old school players would certainly play a role, especially they would definitely be on the ballot. And I think some of them would definitely make it into the game. So I think you have a good pick there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so now I have two picks. So, all right, I gotta look, we gotta look into, hmm. All right. So I think my, my first pick here, uh, is going to be somebody who, a lot of people. A lot, again, another person that a lot of people are a little mixed about. Uh, somebody who's always on social media, very involved. People love him. I saw, you know, some. There's a little bit of controversy surrounding his game because, you know, we'll. I'll talk about that once I make the once I make the pick. But Rick Devins is my is my first pick, and I, the reason why I say that there's some controversies because he was voted out fourth and then eventually got back into the game. Uh, so people were like, "Oh, well, was it really valid that he got all the way to final?" because he was originally voted out. But yeah, I think Rick Devins, if he, had, if he had won that season, he was back in the game for a long enough time where he built up his resume tremendously to the point where everyone would have been fine with it. Like, Edrick Sinkin was the twist of the season. And, you know, you have to deal with that twist and play to that twist. And he was just, first of all, he's a great character because he's a news anchor. And all of his confessionals were amazing. Second off, he he was great with all the fake idol plays. Um, well, I and he, the fake idols, not only were they not, they were all, they were both found, right? I don't know if I remember that correctly.
1: Oh, yeah, that was an amazing moment where he hides oh. two fake idols and Julie and Lauren, find them both. Yeah. So
0: obviously, next level strategist, Rick Evans, um, grading confessionals. He's somebody that I also think will certainly be back. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my pick there. Um, but so next pick, I'm going to go with, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to go with someone who is old school here. Ooh. And I'm going to take Natalie Bolton from season
1: Oh, three. you stole my next pick. I was <laughs> I was finger on the trigger with that one. Oh, nice pick.
0: Yeah, so um a lot of people don't know this, but Natalie Bolton uh, along with Eric from season 16 as well, they were both like the alternates for heroes villains. Yeah. Um and uh, ultimately didn't end up getting in because nobody had to be pu- nobody had to be pulled pre uh, before the show started filming. Um, but, you know, Natalie is the only member of that Black Widow Brigade Alliance who has not been back. She People forget, but she played an extremely crucial role in what was the biggest move in Survivor history, in my opinion, uh, convincing Eric to give up his immunity to Natalie, and then they voted, her, voted, voted him out right then and there. So I would love to see Natalie back because, you know, she often goes forgotten in terms of the three in terms of the other three that she was aligned with. Cause she was aligned with three legends and she hasn't had our second chance that a lot of that. that those other players have had, like we've seen par back twice since then we've seen three back twice since then Uh we've seen Amanda back once, th- once since then, but we have not seen Natalie Bolton. I'd love to see her back.
1: Natalie is somebody who needs to be back. Um I wish she was on heroes versus villains, Um which is tough because I think the villains tribe was almost perfect. So how do you get rid of anyone in that? mix but um no natalie is somebody who if you forget basically in the pre-merge was super quiet you never got any confessionals from natalie then she links up with parvati and alexis on the um on the swap tribe and she starts to really get into her own then at the merge she breaks into so many confessionals that are so memorable if you are a longtime fan of the show where she's talking about you know jason on exile and she's really pissed off at him and then She wants to get rid of the guys and floss her teeth with their jugular. And she like wants to smack Eric because he mentions her name while she's five feet away. And then she's instrumental in the Jason vote out, obviously the Ozzy vote out, and even the Eric giving up necklace. So Natalie is a great player. I feel like she would benefit from coming back because I feel like a lot of people wouldn't remember her or remember her game. And even if they do remember her game, they'll say, well, you were like Dylan said, you were with Sari and Amanda and Parv. I feel like Natalie could do well here and I wish we see her back.
0: Yeah. I I would love to see that. And I know whoever watched, they had that like one hour documentary right before winners at war talking about survivor throughout the years and poverty actually talks about how perfect, how perfect Natalie was convincing Eric to give up the immunity. Yeah. And that she played like possibly the most integral role in that entire move. So, you know, I think that, she's definitely somebody that needs to come back. Like if she needs to be at least asked,
1: <laughs> get her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Now now I have to make two more picks. Jesus. It's yeah. tough. Oh boy. Mm. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go with somebody who I feel like he won't be back, but I want to have a good representation of old school, middle school, like new school, all the different eras of survivor. Um, he won't be back, but give me Shane. One of the t- in terms of just raw entertainment, if we're talking like coach level entertainment, we're talking Tyson level entertainment. Shane Powers, if you didn't see Panama, was absolutely incredible with so many moments. Um, I say this because he has gone on record on Rob's podcast saying, you know, with what he went through, going through the application process with the show, time and time again. He kept getting cut, so I feel like he will never come back. But if this is my dream cast for a second chance, it's got to be Shane. From having a fake BlackBerry to have, walking around camp naked and having Sari inspect him to see like what a, um, a blemish was. And then she's like, no, it's just a diaper rash. And then he gets into a huge argument with Courtney about the state of her apartment. I'll phrase it that way. But um, Shane Powers is... Oh, oh, Megan! Oh, Megan said that in the chat, and apparently we said it at the same time. I don't <laughs> know I mean, Megan, um, yeah, no, Shane is. If you're an old school fan of the show, is iconic. I wish we see him back. I don't think it's going to happen, but if I'm shooting for the moon, I want Shane.
0: Yeah, and he was he was on the first second chance battle, and you mentioned that he was so torn apart from not actually getting voted in. So we'll see if that actually happens. But good pick, and on and yeah.
1: And just like um, when I mentioned on uh, Rob's ballot when they were trying to figure out in the first second chance who we get on like t-bird Shane was in the top three so we all as fans thought okay well and i think the biggest thing we have to take into consideration is those of us who watch these podcasts that we're doing that other people are doing we're all huge fans of the show there's also you know the other casual fans who just tune in wednesday nights and that's it you know um oh actually ty brings up a good point that russell i think was i think he was a replacement for shane just like how natalie was a replacement for Um, either like Corinne or Danielle, like Natalie was in the mix too. So yeah, Russell and Shane were both in that mix for heroes versus villains. Um, but I think that, um, we all thought Shane was going to make it on the show for sure. And then when he doesn't get his name read, we were, I was, I was floored. I think even more than T-Bird, my jaw dropped when Shane wasn't on. So that was shocking. Yeah. Okay. Now I have have a next pick here. (laughs) Next pick. Um, all right, you know what? I was going to save this person for later, but you know what? Since Ty mentioned it in the comments, give me Trish, Trish Hegarty from Boston. Um, Trish is somebody who obviously she credits this in the final travel council, she mentions this, I think, on different podcasts. Um, Tony, we, we listen, we love Tony. Tony's the, the goat at this point because he's won twice, and we talked about this on our season 40 coverage. Not to go back into that, but. Trish was instrumental to his game. If Trish was not putting out the fires that Tony was creating, because I do think Tony played a, a cleaner game in Winners at War than Kagian. I think that's fair to say. He would not have done as well as he did. And then Trish not only does well, she has one of the most iconic final speeches. Also, really quickly, Dylan, hot take. I'm starting to get a little tired and bored of the new final Tribal formats where they go in a huge round table. I miss the questions and the statements because those were so memorable. I liked it when they first did it. And now I kind of wish they go back to the old formats.
0: Yeah, I think, well, first to hit on the, the, to hit on the actual pick, the Trish pick. So I think that it would, anybody you bring back from i will be interested because it was such a great cast. Um, But yeah, Trish did get far in that game. I believe final five was when she got voted out. Um, yeah. And she so she got voted out final five. Um, she was like a lot of people compared Sarah in winners at war to Trish in Kagayan because Trish was, you know, really the one who, you know, Trish was the one who made sure all the relationships were kind of perfect for, you know, for Tony and that he didn't burn his bridges too much to the point where he was going to get voted out. Um, so she was instrumental in Tony's win. Um, I would love to see her back without Tony. And, and- in, ter- in terms, in terms of the final tribal council, she did give what I think was one of the best speeches of all time. Um, very personal speech has, to Tony has, uh, to, remind every, to, to remind everybody who's listening. Uh, sh- she was like, you know, you, you swore on your grandmother, you swore on this person. Is it worth a million dollars to swear on all those people and break your promise? And he was like, yes. And so that was, you know, she grilled him in the final tribal, ended up giving him the vote. I would love to see her back without
1: Tony. You also mentioned Sarah here. Don't forget, Trish is the player of the week of the merge episode where she single-handedly notices Sarah's in the power position over on that half of the merge tribe, and she's the one that actually pulls over Cass to make the flip at final 11. So Trish, great social and strategic player.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And all right, so I am picking now. All right, so I, I get, now. Yeah, I, okay, so I get two picks. Um, we discussed how it's extremely important to not only have great players, but also have great characters. I'm going to choose somebody who I think is both. Um, and that is Wardog.
1: So, oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. So let's see if uh, they have him as Wardog or nope, they don't probably as Dan. DeSolva, yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay. So a few things about Wardog. So I think that he was almost like, it almost like appeared that he was like trying to be like a knockoff Tony in that season where he, you know, he was very, very intense, very like all over strategy, 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 seem to have played a pretty good social game also, but he did make that one mistake where he played a little bit too hard too soon. Um, And he ends up blindsiding Kelly Wentworth. And then in the next vote, he gets voted out himself as a result of that. So I really think Wardog should go back on. I think he'll be asked back. I think there's a few reasons why Wardog is so great. First of all, anybody who nicknames himself Wardog, and then refers to himself in third person. Great character immediately, um, but yeah, I, I think his game really did have potential, and maybe he's somebody that would learn from playing too hard the first time when he plays the second time. So I'd like to see War Dog back, and I, you know, I think I think that he might have that opportunity.
1: I could try to do a War Dog impression, but it's not going to come off well. Right? <laughs> I, I should have just. Back, I missed my chance when you were talking about Rick. I should have just been like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, no, Wardog is obviously a great character. Again, we need a mix of strategists and characters on this season. Um, again, he's somebody that could, you know, go really far or go out really early in a season like this because you either bring him around as a shield or you just don't want to be on an island with him. I'm not sure, but he really is a character for sure. Um, you know, he makes a big move at the final nine, taking out his own ally, Wentworth, um, his own Khaleesi, as he calls her. But I want to see, you know, if he does come back, how does he change his game? You know, what is your second chance all about? Is it about, you know, is will he pull a Tony? Will he lower his threat level? Or will he go full throttle? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and we do see Wardog's very active on Twitter. I saw it all throughout Winners at War, he was going through every vote so strategically. So the fire's there, the strategy's there. I'd love to see him get a second chance. And for my next pick, I'm going to go with somebody who I think definitely deserves a second chance um, from season 39, uh, Kelly Kim. And, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons she deserves a second chance. Um, First of all, she was a great player. I think arguably one of arguably one of the best players that was out there. Um, She did. She she had the move where she played. What what was her exactly her move? Because I know you remember I know you remember and explain it better than me, but she did have a great merge move.
1: Uh, so right before the merge, actually, because she's actually the merge boot where um, she gets voted out with two idols in her pocket. Right, she right, right, the, right. The, fe- right. the female James Clements, if you will. Yeah. Um, before that, though, she masterminds the Jack vote outs, basically, where she basically um, gives her idol to Dean – and has everybody vote for Dean, except for her and Dean, and she's like, who's the person who I can make the most shifts in the game with? And you know what? If I weaken Jamal by taking out Jack, that's what I'm going to do, and she does that. The biggest, and I think thought it was a great plan, the biggest flaw in her plan is you have Nora right over there, and Nora blabs everything. So I feel like if she's with the right group of people, this move works out. I have a hot take, though, about Kelly in season 39, and I said this to Dylan, and I haven't told him yet, but I was waiting for the podcast. My hot take is that unless it's going to happen years down the road i do not think we're going to see anyone from season 39 back anytime soon really i here's my my thing i think that it was a controversial season and i also i feel like kelly because of everything that happened i feel like she might not want to come back i I know the show has talked about new things that they're going to put in place after what had happened but i feel like she may not want to go through it again but I think when it comes to a controversial season, I don't know if CBS is going to want to bring people back, especially not this soon, maybe down the road. If anyone, I've stopped watching Big Brother, but if anyone here watches Big Brother, they haven't brought anyone back from season 15 because that was a very, very dirty and controversial season and no one has been brought back yet. I just don't think they want to remind the public of that season. So that's my hot take is that I was not going to draft anyone from 39 because I don't think they'll be back, but it's possible, I think. Yeah. So I think that a major
0: argument for season 39 is that I think that while it was such an ugly season for all the things that went on, it's, I think it, it kind of clouds the players that were on the like remembrance of the players that were on it. And I feel like a lot of them would deserve a second chance because the fact that when people think of that season, they don't talk about the players. They talk about all the controversy that happens. And the fact that Kelly was right in the middle the victim of the controversy, um, Mm -hmm one i don't know if she'd want to come back because of everything that happened but i think that she, she should at least be offered a second chance to come back um and you know she was great at finding idols she was extri- she was an, another another person who was way too strategic way too soon who i think if she played a, you know if she played a little bit more down low originally could have gone a lot further obviously she had two idols so <laughs> you never know what could have happened if she had got past that vote but yeah, um, that's an interesting point you bring up of season thirty nine. But I do have people from season thirty nine on my list for that one for that one reason, honestly.
1: Yeah, no. Listen, again, I thought up until the merge, it was a really interesting pre merge. So I really did like the season, and then everything just went down the tubes. And I just don't even want to think about it. But yeah, I think that if we're gonna just go off off of these fan casts and fan drafts, they could be back for a lot of different things. So that'll be exciting, right? Um. Also, I'm reading all these names in the comments, and it's so hard because I don't want to spoil yet, but a lot of names have been listed by a lot of different people in the comments that I want to pick. I only have four spots left, and I, and I know when we get to honorable mentions, there's at least 12 that I wish we could put on the ballots, and that's the beauty of the ballot. If we get a ballot, we're going to have more than just our 20. We'll have even more, um, but people have had a lot of good suggestions in the comments, um, one of which I might pick right now, actually.
0: Yeah, so – I was going to, yeah, I just, just remind everyone who's in right now, we will be doing honorable mentions right after we finish the actual draft. So while there are only seven spots left in the cast, uh, a second chance ballot would have probably 30 or 32 names. So I definitely want to go over other people that were on my list and on your list that we didn't end up picking.
1: Yeah. All right. So then going off of that, can you pull up, um, one of Ty's last three comments. You can pick whichever one you want because I'm picking Jay. <laughs> you can take your pick of which Ty comment you want. Um, <laughs> Jay. Jay is, I think, also a good mix of a... I, I don't, wouldn't say he's like the best strategist, of course, but I think he was a great character and I thought he was an underdog and Jay is... He comes across so likable. I will never forget Jay's confessional where he's talking about Taylor and Figgy and um, he's saying, you know, like Taylor has to just, you know, keep his head in the game. It's like if, if you and your boys want to go out to bowling night and then a, and then a girl wants to, like, to go out with you, like, man, go to bowling night with your friends. Like it was some kind of thing like that. And I just Jay is, has great confessionals. He's a great character, had a really great um, touching moment with Adam when they're talking about their families in the hammock. Um, Jay also gets. And again, Second Chance is all about not just, oh, you were good at the game try again it's did a certain event happen to you where you need a second chance like Chrissy kind of got robbed in her season because of the fire making twist being randomly dropped in Jay got you know robbed of David's beautifully made fake idol so this is Jay's second chance to make his own fake idol to not get duped again to be on on the you know the overdog instead of the underdog um Jay yes Jay was on the challenge I don't watch the challenge, but I know Jay's been really fun to watch on that show, as Ty mentions. Um, but no, I just think Jay would be great to see again.
0: Yeah, I know you mentioned that he did have a few huge moments. Um, one thing you didn't met- mention, I believe, he he had like the biggest blind side of the season in the fact that he took out Michaela so early. Um, uh, and You know, you remember how uh, I, 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 we all love Michaela so much in that season. And then for her to go out so early, we were like, oh, but like it made Jay great villain. And then you end up seeing... Um, I want to say like the hero side or the nicer version of Jay when he's in the hammock with Adam, one of the most memorable scenes where Adam tells Jay, you know, his mom was battling cancer and, you know, he's out here for her and everything like that. That was an extremely emotional uh, scene. Some, you know, you see that emotional side of Jay as well as the villains. You kind of see it all with Jay in this season. He was on another reality show this, uh, this, like, I think around now um, called the challenge. So I, I don't watch that, but the fact that he's on another show, People like him. So I, I think I think it's definitely possible that he'll be back.
1: Yeah. And- okay. Yeah. Another pick. And I only have three picks left. I'm hoping I'm hoping whoever I don't take Dylan snatches up. Because I, I would hate for them to become an honorable mention. Oh boy. I've been trying to keep it guy, girl, guy, girl, just so I don't lose it at the end there. Um all right, you know what? Give me Sydney from Co Wrong. Um, I think Sydney is extremely underrated as a player um we always talk about oh second chance or who's a really good player sydney is super under the radar she's someone like devin who dramatically plays up the jock role somebody who doesn't know the game is just there to win challenges and have fun she mentions that she was going like for a like a doctorate degree she like went to med school she's super smart um I would say, other than Aubrey and Michelle, she's probably the best player of Korong, and we've had a Beauty and Brain come back from Korong. I want to see a Brom back because it, one one hasn't come back yet. I think that she makes a great move taking out Nick and aligning with the girls, weakening Scott and Jason. And you know, even though her name does get written down a few times after that, she's never really in imminent danger. And I think if she beats Aubrey in the final. Um, in the final challenge, I'm curious to see if Sydney could give Michelle a run for her money there. Um, Cause I wonder if Aubrey would vote for her or Michelle. I like Sydney a lot. I think she's super underrated. Yeah. I was
0: going to say that there was I, Michelle recently did an AMA on Reddit. People were asking her about both seasons. And I believe that there were, there was a scenario that p- people are like, well, if Sid- if Sydney got to the end with you, like, or without you, like could she have beaten Aubrey and Ty in the end? And like, she was like, yeah, I think Sydney definitely could have won. So yeah. You know, she's somebody that, you know, you maybe didn't see as much of her as Aubrey or Ty or Michelle in that season, but she's somebody that, again, kind of under the radar. Um, would love to see her have a second chance as well. Yeah. And those are my two picks. Go ahead. All right. So hmm, so now we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I'm, like, I'm trying to think because, like, there's so many people on my list, and I know, I know it's left, so tough, but there's not a lot of spots left. So oh. forgive me if I do not take somebody that you want me to take. All right. So my next pick from season 38 is going to be Lauren O'Connell. Um so with Lauren, I think that she and I know that Kai was also calling for her in the comments. I, I, I could, a couple of people were actually, yeah, yeah. a couple of people. So one thing about Lauren, so she was like how, how do I describe this? She was like a disciple of Wentworth in the season. Like she was right under Wentworth's wing the entire season. We see on social media they have a great relationship to this day. Um and I think that Lauren played a pretty underrated game in that season, but was a little bit overshadowed by the huge characters that she was aligned with in terms of Kelly Wentworth and Rick Devins at a point and Wardog at a point. So yeah, I I'm all for Lauren playing again. I would love to see her play on her own this time without Kelly. Um, I think that she has a lot of potential. So that's my, that's my first pick of this next two there. Um, What do you, what do you think before we go on?
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't want to echo you too much. You pretty much sums it up. I think Lauren could, learn a lot from Wentworth and I think she proved that she's a great player by herself. She did a really good job. Um, I think, you know, that one mistake was giving, you know, Chris the idol at the final six when he comes back and obviously that's props to Chris, but I think Lauren, you know, had the makings of somebody who could do really well in the game. I think she had people that liked her on the jury. Um, I think Lauren could do well with the second chance. Yeah, for sure. And for my next pick, okay, I'm gonna go a little bit
0: off the map off the radar here. Uh-oh. I did it kind of different than one that we talked about, but actually was on the first second chance ballot. uh I'm gonna take Natalie from season twenty two uh I believe oh, okay. I believe how you pronounce her last name, Tenorelli. Is that how you pronounce her? That? Yeah,
1: I'm sorry, you said Natalie, and I'm like, there's a lot of Natalie's, yeah. have, oh, Natalie's, Natalie's like from
0: season twenty two that's what I said, okay, so uh, let me get her up here on the board first, Oh, yep, a ton of Natalie's. <laughs> All right. So in terms of Natalie, I think one of the reasons I want to see her back is because she was, well, first of all, she was clearly under consideration to come back. Okay. So I think that survivor would possibly go for that idea again. Second of all, she was only 19 when she played. I'm 22 right now. I cannot imagine myself being on the show three years ago. Um, So I think that I would love to see her have a second chance when she's now 10 years older than that. So I think that would be great. And another thing is we saw, you know, that, that season was so Boston Rob heavy, he dominated the game. We pretty much saw everything from Boston Rob's point of view. So it seems like Natalie was kind of that, you know, girl that was dragged to the end like Phillip and Phillip got that second chance in season 26. Um, And we saw Phillip evolve as a player, like a hundred percent. He definitely played a lot better in his, in his second season. It wasn't just somebody that was brought to the end. He really did, you know, stealth Rossi. He created a whole alliance, even though, even if, even, if it was a little bit of a joke, it was legitimate, legitimate at some point. Um, So, you know, Philip tremendously learned from Boston Rob going into his second season. I want to see what Natalie learned and I would, I would love to see her play again.
1: Yeah. I I think you bring up a lot of good points. I mean, obviously Andrea was somebody also in Boston Rob's coalition and she proves to be somebody that going down in the history books, Natalie could do the same. Um, And I'm glad that we've actually been giving a lot of people that were on the first ballot, a second chance. And I'm actually really torn. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was going to say, if we do another ballot, should the people that didn't make it the first time get an automatic spot in this ballot? And I first thought, well, obviously they deserve it because they went through it the first time. But then I thought, I can't imagine losing a fan vote twice. I almost think they should go the Culpepper and the uh, Troyzan route where they say, okay, what theme would work with Natalie, with T-Bird, with Shane? Okay, put them on this season already. Don't make them go through the ballot again. And again, granted, sometimes you win and you lose, that's life, but I would not want to be somebody who loses a fan vote twice. Um, but I'm glad we're giving them a second chance here.
0: Yeah, and another thing, we mentioned that players who have learned so much from like the first time they played from great players, like you also mentioned Andrea, who turned out to be a legend of this game. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like in sports with coaching trees. Like you have great coaches that have assistant coaches that go on to be great head coaches. Yeah. It's exactly like that. It's like a coaching tree. So Rob has his coaching tree. Natalie's on his coaching tree and let's send her out the second chance without Boston
1: Rob. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Okay. My last two picks. Um, all right. Pull up Liam, Liam's comment. Give me Jim Rice, my last pick uh, for a male and the last pick from a, um, the first ballot actually. Um, now Jim is somebody who like Jeff actually revealed when he was going through the, uh, results, one of the producers' favorites. I think that you know South Pacific gets overshadowed a lot by, you know, the Coach and Ozzy effect. Obviously, Sophie wins that season, and we now know Sophie's a really great player coming into Winners at War. Um, but Jim was somebody who I think, if Cochran doesn't flip at the merge, I think Jim is positioned well on his tribe of Savaii. I think he knows the game really well. He obviously was instrumental in the Elise blindside and the pre-merge where he leaves Ozzy out of the votes and pulls in Keith and Whitney to vote with him, Dawn, and Cochran. I think Jim is really smart. He's got a super high IQ, um, good at challenges. And I think he actually has a pretty quick personality as well where he's funny. And I think he also can get into conflict with people, which it makes for great TV. I think Jim definitely deserves a second chance. I know he was crushed after not getting it the first time. Um, So thanks for the suggestion, Liam. I had it on my list, but I think Jim would be great.
0: Yeah. I definitely think that there's, there were some great options on the first second chance cast that didn't get casted. So yeah, I think that that is a great pick as well. Um, But yeah, um, I I got my last pick here. So oh, was it? You or me? Oh, wait, oh, wait, did I, did I go out of order there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, okay. you're right, you're right, you're right.
1: you have your pick. You have your pick before Okay. Me. Oh my God, this is going to hurt, hurt me and people because I have so many names here. For the record, you guys, I have a big board where I have like 32 people I wanted to pick and I still have, out of the ones we didn't take, I still have about like 12. I still have a good amount left that weren't taken okay. that we are going to discuss. Um, Allison, I want this person back. Jordan asked me to pick her because he couldn't be here tonight to do some technical thunderstorm issues dude if you don't want to see Reem daily back on your screen bro that would be so lame i mean really i was on edge of extinction for and i'm actually shocked looking at our draft board now that we actually have more edge of extinction people than david versus goliath because i thought for sure we were going to have a lot of david versus goliath people i'm sure when we get to heroes versus villains or other drafts that we do we'll have a lot of Season 37s, but I love Reem. I, I, I think my team has a good mix of strategists and characters. Reem, I listen, I don't like it. The Extinction, we've been over this. I don't want to beat it with a hammer. We don't like EOE, but one positive from EOE is that it gave us Reem Daily, one of the most entertaining characters on that season. We got so many great moments, both on and off the show. If you don't watch the secret scenes on YouTube for Survivor, go back and watch it. When War Dog gets voted out and gets sent to Extinction. She has an amazing argument with Dog, where he's just trying to sleep and she just wants to talk about everything that went wrong with their original tribe. And he's like, Reem, Reem, I'm trying to sleep. Reem, I'm trying to sleep. And she's like, mm-hmm. dude, I don't want to talk to you right now. And it is so funny. I, I could see Reem going out early again or she can make it far. I just want to see somebody who was on extinction for that long get a real chance at this game.
0: Yeah, and Reem is like the Francesca type where like she's like, oh god, yeah, she she deserves a second chance. Not sure how far she would go, but I think the fact that she had Edge of Extinction to really get all those confessionals in. And one one thing I want to make clear here, everyone complains about Edge of Extinction in terms of like the first season, season 38. We all know the end result. We know it may not have been something that we did not like, but you mentioned it. We do have some, we do have a lot of, we do have, I believe, four people from that season, four or three, no, four, four people from that season on the second chance cast. So I think that one takeaway, you know, that we could say about that season is that while it might not have been the greatest result, it was a pretty solid cast in my opinion. And I think that we could see a few players back from that season and Reem is one of them. And we'll give we'll give Hef the credit for that pick because he texted us before. He's like, I can't make it, but one of you guys has to take Reem. So we'll give you know feel bad that Hef couldn't make it. We'll give him Reem there. I, I I said I would be honored to take Reem on my team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're already up to the last pick. I already have five women on my team and four guys. So I need to take a guy here. So oof. Okay. I have a few. I have a few ways I could go here, and I'll, I'll t- once I make the pick, I'll tell you which w- the way different routes I was thinking. So I'm going to take Reynolds from season 26. Ooh, okay. Somebody who I, and this is recency, cause I had just been watching it re- like recently. Um, But I think that Reynolds is somebody who kind of was never able to get his footing in the game. Uh, you know, season, season 26, he's a fan, you know, very, very, just not a great cast at all in general, but, and especially the fans cast, there were a lot of duds in there. But Reynolds was one of the fans who was extremely entertaining to watch, found two idols, I believe, two or three idols. He found, uh, I don't know, he found, he found at least two idols on the season, um, but he can never get his footing in terms of social game. And the favorites were so strong together in that season that he never really stood a chance. Once he lost immunity, he was such a big threat that he was gone. I would like to see a season where he's actually on the right side of the numbers, and I would like to see him get a second chance.
1: Yeah, I think you bring up actually a really good point. Um Micronesia is one of my favorite seasons that's constantly rated in the top 5 or 10 of many people's lists. Um but one thing that people have to consider is that, you know, the the original Micronesia compared to Caramoan, the fans were a lot more entertaining and a lot better players um than ca- the Caramoan counterparts. And I think that's honestly why we're never going to see Fans versus Favorites 3 because the Favorites win every time and it's not really a fair contest. It's like Dylan, if you remember this confessional, when Penner famously says why um, fans versus favorites isn't fair, it's like you could be a fan of the Boston Red Sox, but you don't want to play against the Boston Red Sox, you're gonna <laughs> get your butts kicked, right? It's, it, yeah, so we don't have a lot of great fans in terms of like the players that were on those seasons, um, but Reynolds, like Natalie, is a standout. I remember Reynolds a lot. Um, obviously, one of the three amigos with Malcolm and Eddie. I do want to see him get a second chance. I think.
0: Yeah, and if you want to know, and we'll start to get into honorable mentions here. I mentioned this before, but you guys had so many comments of people that could potentially be on the season. We didn't get to include all of them because there are only 20 spots, but a ballot would be 30 to 32 people. So I want yeah. to start mentioning players that I considered um at some point in this draft and players I think would also make the ballot. So the other person I was considering for this last pick was Dean. I know Ooh, we okay. I know I know we did not mention I know we did not mention wait, I know you mentioned that we you didn't want to go too much into season uh, 39 and you don't know what it does. But I think that, you know, Dean had a really, really good story arc. He went from being the person who asked who they were splitting the votes on when every single person in the tribe was standing right there to giving Tommy a real run for his money at the end. um, And really, you know, playing a strong end game there. And it's funny that you mentioned Eddie in season 26. A lot of people compared Dean and Eddie, like kind of just like the person who was like, you know, didn't seem like they were all there at first. And then next thing you know, like maybe like maybe they are starting to get it. I mean, Dean definitely got it more than Eddie did, but I, I would like to see Dean get a second chance. He's also a good character as well. Um, so that's those are those were my options. It was between Reynolds and Dean with that last pick. But I'd love to hear some players. That, I know you composed a huge big board. I'd love to hear some
1: players that we didn't end up selecting. Yeah, no, I have um again, I guys, I made a big list and that's why I'm glad we're doing a lot of these drafts in the off in the off season, because if I if I didn't pick them here, maybe they'll fit better for another season. Um, I still have 15 people on my list that I did not get to pick here, and some of them were mentioned in the comments. So I'm gonna read through them really quick. Um and Dylan, you let me know if you want me to stop and touch on one of them if they were mentioned in the comments. Okay. One of the ones that um uh let's see, who mentioned this? I want to give them credit. Uh Mo Muhammad Ali mentioned it earlier, Michael Yerger. And I think someone else mentioned Michael Yerger. I think Michael, you brought up a great point with Natalie, somebody who was 18 when he played, definitely was a great player, was a fan favorite. And now that he's a bit older and wiser would do, I think really well. Um, Obviously he was a fan when he was younger, like we were. So I think Michael's great. Um, I had Davey from David versus Goliath. You know, I think Davey's also really great. One of the standouts from that cast And then I had, you know, the other six or seven, you know, Stephanie, Michaela, Sabrina, the ones that didn't make the ballot the first time. So they were someone else I was considering. And then I had a couple of older school people that I did not get to pick, actually. Um, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Before I get to the older people, one more new school person I did not get to mention was Victoria from Edge of Extinction. I don't want to pick her because we had too many already, but she was super underrated, completely running circles around Aubrey and being foretold by the people on EOE that she was a threat to win. I think Victoria's good. Uh, Before I get to the old school people I didn't mention, do you want to touch upon any of those names? uh well i'll you know we'll do you could mention your old school and then
0: i'll mention my whole list and then we'll talk about it after because i I think we definitely should get into some of these names and a lot of these names are similar people to i who i had so yeah
1: so actually the the last three names because actually i'm going to save two of these for a future draft i won't spoil it um the three names that i had on this list were actually some that people mentioned in the comments so i want to give credit to um oh god where are they we had a couple comments come in um uh, Megan mentioned Taj. I definitely want to see Taj come back from Token Chains. She was a great character, and I think she's super likable. I think if she gets to the end with Steven or Aaron, she wins. I mean, obviously, JT was going to win that season anyway, but Taj is a great character. Um, Kenny from Gabon. Someone in the chat mentioned Kenny, and I'm trying to remember who k- said Kenny. Uh, if you can find them, let me know. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. You can keep going. I'm looking. Yeah, so Ken – oh, it was Liam. Yeah, Kenny – Basically was the strategist of Gabon. I know Gabon is not really viewed in a lot of favorable lights, especially with the final three, but Kenny since he has my heart because he plays super smash Bros., which is what I play, but um, Kenny knew the game and he kind of grew into his own and became more confident as the season went on. So I'd like to see the character development. And the last person that I didn't pick that I'm kind of wishing I picked now for the old school was Aaron Reesberger from China. If you don't remember Aaron, he was a surfing instructor that got voted out fifth um, at the tribe swap. Aaron was the definition of somebody who deserves a second chance because he was swap screwed, where he gets swapped onto a tribe with James, with PG, Jamie, and Eric, and I think um, someone else. And they And they throw the challenge and there are no idols in the play right then. So Aaron is... Dead man walking from the minute they throw the challenge to get rid of him. and I think if you get swap screwed that bad, you need a second chance. So that that's my list. Yeah, so good good picks
0: there. I'll read to you all the people on my list that I that we did not end up taking. So all right, all these were I, I mentioned Dean already. Um, another one who we had on the podcast was Elaine. Um, Elaine mentioned that I know another person for season 39, but Elaine was definitely a fan favorite from the season. She won the sea of money. Um, She was on the podcast with us. Definitely somebody great that we love talking to so much fun. And I could almost see Elaine being like the Keith Nell of the last second chance where she's like the fan favorite, like not necessarily all about strategy, but just like a great personality to watch on TV. And we spoke to Elaine, like what would you do if you went out for a second chance? And she said to us, she said, "I was, I was out there for I was out there for an adventure the first time, but this time I would definitely be more strategic. So I think it would, you know, I think that would be a good story for a second chance." Um, also, I have Jamal written down. I, I kind of, I didn't really narrow it down. I just wrote a bunch of ideas, so I'm just gonna read them all. Uh, Jamal, I had Jamal written down. I actually had Chelsea written down from season 39. Also, uh, she's somebody that preseason me and Hef were huge on going in, and we're like like we read the bio and read all the questions and we're like, we think she has so much potential. She finds the idol and then it gets voted out with the idol in her pocket. Third, she gets voted. She came in 18th place in the season. So, and you know, she's, we've seen her pretty active on social media. Also a huge super fan. I would love to, I, I love seeing the people who got voted out so early come back because it's either like, well, could this person really play? Do they really have potential or are they going to get voted out early? And it's so, so fun to see somebody like a Kelly Wentworth who gets voted out pre-merge and like become a survivor legend in one season. I think that's what the second chance is all about. So that's why I think that a second chance season would definitely have a few pre-merge boots. And I'm not sure if we have any on our list, but um, but yeah, I, I think that a oh, we have Ream, but I think uh, <laughs> I think that uh that that she would be a decent option. Um I had Let's see. I had Davey on, like you said. I had Mike go on, like you said. Another good character that I had written down was Dr. Mike. So, so entertaining in his season. Um Let's see what else we got. Sabrina was on the, was on the ballot um, the first time from season 24. RC is somebody who was supposed to be back in the game, I believe, for blood water, and she was pulled because her dad had a medical problem. Um, and she was like rumored to be on a bunch of other casts, so I think that's possible. Uh, Stephanie from season twenty-two, who was aligned with Russell, she, you know, Russell has mentioned he mentioned it to us when we podcasted with him. He's like, I knew that she could play; like, I I was able to see it, and you know, she was on that second chance bout. I'd love to see her back. I actually had this was an interesting one. I had Burton written down from Pearl Islands.
1: I thought you. I thought the same thing with
0: Burton. Actually, I, that's a good choice. A lot of people mention him. Like, why hasn't he been back? He was like part of like the alliance with fair play and everything so yeah i i think that it's definitely possible that if they go old school he could be one of the people they bring back um yeah those are those are all the people i had written down
1: no i think I like you said we had a lot of similar names i think you mentioned a great point where someone who's old school or someone who's pre-merged they need their chance in the spotlight again um obviously we keep mentioning how great wentworth is but like i said earlier also kimmy is somebody who pulls off a three two one at the, at the final, um, let's see, Mon- Monica would have been, I think, 16th place. She, at Like, the early pre-merge, Kimmy pulls off a 3-2-1 where she gets Jeremy and um, um, Stephen to vote out um, Monica there. So that's great. And then she makes the big move of the final six. So I want to see a lot of these people get a second chance. Um, and then before we end, Dylan, we'll also go over, you know, what our plans are for future drafts. But, yeah, if we have a draft that involves people going early, like pre-merge people or – you know, a really good villain that went out pre-merge and we do a heroes versus villains. There's a lot of potential to see some of these people back in the spotlight and they deserve it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this was, this was a really fun draft. We're going to be doing this every single week. So before we, before we log off here, I want you guys to just flood the comments with people that should have been included. Like I want, I want ideas for future casts. So, you know, all the comments tonight were amazing. Um, we'll definitely look through them all for future seasons. Um, Yeah. And any comment you still have, you can make it and we will be sure to tweet out the results of this so people can analyze it on Twitter and such. Um, But yeah, going forward. So we're going to be doing these every Wednesday, once a week, and then maybe we'll throw in a few different things in there at some point. I know that we, we have a schedule right now. We don't have a specific theme for every single week. Um, when Hef is here with us and does is not uh doesn't have a power outage from a thunderstorm we'll usually be doing three tribes so it will be six per tribe 18 um and i think that next week we're going to do heroes villains oh two, boy. Yeah. which which by the way i know that we mentioned three tribes that would not be a three tribe one so what we would do is we would have Hef on and we'd probably just all alternate picks s- rather than rather than each you know, each person take a try. We'll do that for other stuff, but yeah, that's what we're looking at, looking at in the future. And if you, you know, in addition to just throwing players out that you would like to see play again for the second chance season, be sure to comment and let us know on Twitter, either one, what themes we should do for future casting drafts. Cause we're going to be doing this all summer and something else that we're looking at down the line is whenever we get news, on what is going to happen with next season, whether it's theme, whether it's cast, whether it's when they're going to film. We want to go lo- go live that night right away and talk about it. So whenever that news breaks, we'll also be live. But then, yeah, that's pretty much the plan for this whole summer. So anything else you want to add, Ryan?
1: No, I think you sums it up pretty well. Um, again, I really I appreciate everyone in the comments going back and forth with, you know, what people to add, what themes to add. Um, I think the fan interaction is the best part of this process. And I'm excited to continue doing this throughout the summer and the off season. Yeah. One last thing
0: is, you know, we'd love to hear uh, feedback on this, just this podcast, like this casting draft in general. Um, We tried to do our best with the technology here. I think that uh, 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 Brant Steel, which is the website we used here. I think it's a great tool that we use to display the cast. So I think we're going to keep doing that in the future, but. Any sure. feedback is appreciated. So we'd love to hear that. Plus other themes and other players in the future. Lots to come. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. So we will see you guys next Wednesday. Um, Here's villains too. We'll make that official announcement within the next few days and see who you want to have on that cast, but it should be a fun one. Looking yep, for forward-
1: nothing else for you.
0: See you guys.